Hi, everyone, and welcome to Live Your Happy TV. I am very excited and all giddy about my guest today. Um, she's a colleague, and I actually don't know her personally yet, but we will meet her today on our happy Google Hangout room. She is an author, a best-selling author. She's also she's actually, she's actually the author of Miracles at Work, which is a book, and she's written several other books. Um, she's also a teacher of God. She teaches spirituality, and also at this moment, she's working with um, the new Course in Miracles book that just came out, so we're going to be talking to her about that. Um, she's very involved with the circle, so um, we're going to have some juicy details about that today, and we're going to be talking about trust and love based on the Course in Miracles, and what is it? What is trust based on the Course? What is love based on the Course? and how to live it in your life without compromise. Because that's what this is about. It's really living this, these principles so that we can experience the happiness that we're worthy of, the happiness that is our function. So I would like to introduce to you Emily Bennington. Hi, Emily. Nice to have you on Live Your Happy. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I know you're right. Like we don't know each other personally, but we've been in the same space for so long. I feel like I know you. So it's nice to be able to hang out. Yeah, me too. It's it's beautiful how spirit brought us together. I'm very called and moved um, to collaborate with other teachers and to um, just share other people's work. I feel that we're one anyway. So I feel that when we share the love, it's it's just beautiful to be able to collaborate together and create the good, the holy, and the beautiful. Totally. As a team. As a team. Totally, because you only get to keep what you give, right? So exactly. the more we give, the, 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 more, the more love we extend, the more we can get to keep for ourselves. It's true. And today's topic really touches my heart, and um, I feel it's very um, vital, very important. Um, if we want to live our happy is how the Course talks about trust and what it talks about love, which they kind of really go hand in hand when you think about it. Um, and I talk about extensively in Live Your Happy about trust, but I actually talk about it uh, in the last chapter, which is interesting because um, I wanted to leave it the best for last because I feel trust, um, when we li really live in trust, we were able to experience such happiness, peace, and joy in this realm of chaos. Um, so what do you have to share about trust and how has um, trust changed your life? Mm, that is a very big question, but I think when you're on any spiritual path, you're turning yourself over to a trust and a wisdom that's greater than your own. I mean, if you're a core student, you, you trust in God and you trust that God has a plan for your life and that you have a function that you're destined to fulfill. And so you're right. This is a chaotic world and it is easy to feel isolated and individual and separate. But if you are in that state of trust, it enables you to navigate through the chaos of the world and the chaos of our own head in a way that is just composed and calm and as you would say, happy. So, um, and, and I would actually say joyous. So you're, you're just in, you live in the world, but you live in a different way. And that different way comes from the trust that you have in the power that's greater than you that has your best interest along with everyone else's best interests at heart. Yeah, let's distinguish first, you know, trust um, 
now that that's coming to me is it's it's I call it in my book old trust. So we have new trust and old trust. And old trust is the trust of the world, right? You know, I trust you, Emily, because you have I have Jesus and you don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the worldly trust. Or I trust you because you know in the past you've showed me that I can trust you. Mm. Or you know, I trust the situation because in the past it's worked out. So that's not the type of trust that Emily and I are talking about today. We're talking about Course in Miracles based trust, which is trust in, in, in exactly, I like to say, being in the world, but not of it. So it's, it's like you trust a Holy Spirit. You trust your teacher, your right teacher. Um, instead of you doing it, you let it be done through you, which is a different experience. And how, how do you apply trust in, in your life? With your family life? I know you have two boys and yes. a husband and a career, and now you're working with the circle. Um, I, I think you're part of the board or you, you're president. I'm not sure what it was. Uh, so I'm <laughs> the, the queen or you're the queen of the circle. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say what the circle is first. Um, so it, I work with the organization called the circle of atonement, which has been teaching a course in miracles since 1993. Robert Perry founded the organization and Robert is, um, I don't know if he would necessarily call himself this, but I'll call him this. He's a course scholar and a course teacher. And he single-handedly, well, single-handedly isn't the right word. He did have a team, but he mostly um, went back to Helen Schuckman's original notebooks and spent the last 12 years creating a new version of A Course in Miracles from scratch with 45,000 words of restored text. And so um, the circle, I'm the executive director of the circle, and so that's the job that I'm doing now. But let me just get back to your question on on trust, though, because um, I know you probably want me to answer that. For me, the course is so clear that there is guidance waiting for us at all times. And I'm in the process now of doing the workbook, and there are beautiful lessons in the workbook that ask you to wait for an answer specifically waiting on an answer. Um, and from my experience, those answers tend to come. Yes, they get caught up in the noise that we have in our head. And yes, there's ways that we can distinguish between what is in our own mind already and our own ego-based thoughts and what's true guidance. But the course is very clear that those answers are available to us. You know, a course lesson is God speaks to me throughout the day. And so we just have to get ourselves in a place where we're listening to what God has to say to us, and then our behaviors are different. It doesn't necessarily mean that we get all the stuff that we want or that we're in that joyous state all the time. That's just not the case. It's not realistic. But what you can do is, is really tune into that voice that's speaking to you, and that causes you to see other people differently and as a result of seeing other people differently, behaving with more love. So you almost walk around with your days with this like force field of love. And how could you not have a different life and a different experience of life if you really feel like you're receiving that type of guidance that causes you to behave in that way? And how does being a mother and a wife, how does trust help you? Because... I know it, it helps big time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you'll you'll be learning that lesson soon. Um, well, I think it helps in those roles just like it helps in all of the other roles. So we tend to get 
shorter, more frustrated, less composed with the people who are the closest to us. And isn't that backwards? Like mm -hmm. the people that we love the most, we tend to treat the worst because we just assume that they're always going to be there. So when, when you're in that state of trust, then you just, you see the divinity in them just as much as you see it in everyone else. And what I have noticed in myself is that translates to a lot of patience. So the patience that I have with them is extended far more from that sense of trust that I'm being guided than it would otherwise if Emily were in control because Emily would have a much shorter fuse, let me tell you. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful how you bring that up because when you were talking, what was coming to mind was um, trust. One of the characteristics of being when you're trusting is letting go of control. Yeah. Letting go of control, letting go of you making it happen, you know, your little self, like you, me, Maria, making it happen. It's more of getting out of my way and allowing, you know, like how you were talking about spirit, allowing something much more divine and beautiful and such divine grace to guide. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that trusting is really letting go, manipulating, controlling, trying to make things happen. And I think that when you're in a family setting, it's very easy to get caught up in that. <laughs> Well, it's very easy to get caught up in the things that you think you want, right? The things that mm -hmm. you think are best for everyone, or particularly with our children, we get really caught up in the way we want them to behave. And so when you're ingrained in these practices, you, you again, you have that patience, but to your point, you do let go of some of that just tight control that you want to have on other people and just recognize that we're all God's children. We all have our own paths and we all have our own um, functions and our, in our, in our own way that we're trying to, to make. And so we are capable of releasing some of that desire for to controlling everything through that trust. Yeah, for sure. I also feel what helps, what, how it helps as well. Trust is that things in form start to become very light, very light and, and, and it doesn't really matter as much. It's like when you're trusting, it's not like, oh my God, this is such a big deal. And this matters so much, you know, because when you're trusting, you're kind of like, Meh, you know, it's not like you don't care, but it's more of, I mean, for me in my life, it's more of, of it's beautiful and I'm grateful, although it doesn't define me any longer. You know, I don't need to have that job or I don't need to book that or I don't need to be a best-selling author. Or I don't need anything when I'm trusting, really. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And don't you find that when you're in that zone where you're not so anxious about the timing of when the things that you want are going to present themselves, that you you end up calling those things towards you faster anyway, because what's going to bring those things to you is the attitude of calm than you just being really anxious about the time frame of when these things are going to come into your life. So it's not only that you don't need them as much as you used to before, but it's that you're being able to be in the moment of what is allows those things to present themselves in a way that wouldn't have if you were in that constant state of angst and anxiety, because all that really is, is a repellent. Yeah. And trusting, I feel also, what you just mentioned real quick is a moment. I feel it brings you back to presence. You know, one of my favorite teachers and my mentors, Eckhart Tolle, and he talks a lot about the power of now and being present. I feel when you're being trusting, you're being very present because trust keeps you in the present moment. Because if you're trusting, you're not thinking about if you're going to pay the rent in, you know, in September. Um, you're not thinking about, you know, later on what's going to happen, you know. Mm -hmm. 
it's so funny because throughout my pregnancy, I've I've been very trusting just because it just feels better yeah. <laughs> to just trust. And uh, Christian told me the other day, it's so funny, I haven't shared it shared it on the, on the YouTube channel yet, but I'll share it with you. He, he told me the other day that I'm underestimating. We needed to have a meeting and we needed to talk and that I am underestimating this pregnancy. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? He says, well, you're not worried about the pregnancy. Like, you're not worried about anything. And I'm like, well, what do you want me to worry about? Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, well, you know, in April, this was in February. And I was like, well, April's not here yet. February's here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, that's all I, and that's all I got. Yeah. I don't have, I don't have April yet. And my, my rent is paid for February, and I don't know April will, will come, you know? So for me, it's more of being in the presence because I feel it brings me into a state of wonder, like a little girl, and more like, oh, I want to be surprised. I want to be surprised of how my labor is going to go, my breathing, what it even looks like when I get to the hospital, my doula, everything. It's just I feel like I'm a little girl, and I'm not worried because I'm in that state, you know? Yeah. Oh, totally. And what's the alternative, right? Being in that angsty state of, oh my God, what's going to happen? And then what if I don't have this? And what if I don't pack the bag right? And what if something goes wrong? And what if the doctor doesn't show up? I mean, that's almost where people expect us to be. It's the calmness that you display that is the surprise, right? And that, that comes from the trust that there is a power greater than you working on your behalf. I mean, with the, the workbook even says, you know, Jesus will hold our hand when we ask, and that is no idle fantasy. So we have this capacity to truly be in touch with the divine here on earth. And so if you really get that, what is there to be anxious about? Mm, that's beautiful. It's so true. And, and life, Emily, gets so much happier it does. It <laughs> when, does. You're, when you're in that space. And one thing that I want to share that goes hand in hand with trust is the practice of that. You know, I feel that, you know, as long as we have consistency and constancy, because the Course of Miracles says we're too okay with mind wandering and we're not consistent, you know, like we're literally, our mind is cuckoo for cocoa puffs, you know, like I like to say. Um, but it's this, it, it, I feel like every morning I feel it's just a practice of going back and forth. So when I tell Christian that, it's, I'm not, I'm not worried. He's like, you're right. And, he, and I just reminded him again. You see, mm-hmm. but it's a practice and then he remembers again and then he'll forget and then we, we choose again and we choose again. Um, but I feel a lot of people say this doesn't work or the Holy Spirit doesn't talk to me. Um, but it's not that it's, it's really the, the consistency, the constancy of sitting down and, and going within and, and, and constantly giving it over. And maybe you might not feel good for a few minutes, but maybe the next day you'll be like, huh. I feel better or something's changed in my but, mind. Or, but that's the you know? thing about the course though, is that if you, if you're not hearing or the practice isn't working, then I would submit it's not that you're not doing what the practice asks you to do. So if you're going through the workbook, for example, and you are every day coming back to that anchor and, and really embedding those lessons, then what you find is that when life hits you like a fire hose to the face, then you are far more anchored than you would have been otherwise. And if I don't know how much time we have, but I can give you a specific example of that. If so my mother passed away um, from metastatic breast cancer on February 24th of this year. 
I got called in for another mammogram because of suspicious clusters on the Tuesday. So my mother passed mm -hmm. away on a Saturday. I got called in and told I had a suspicious cluster um, on the following Tuesday. And so your head can just spin in the emotion of all of that, the worry, the, the fear, the anxiety, et cetera. And if I wasn't anchored to the words within this book every single day, I would have completely spun out. But between being called back for that mammogram and getting a results of a biopsy, it was a month. Thankfully, everything was okay. But in that month, I really did feel like, I mean, yes, I'm human. I had moments of, of breakdown, but I really did feel like I was anchored to something. And a big piece of that came from just being able to come back to the words in the book every single day. And I think the more that we can do that, once again, the more we're able to get through all of these challenges in a way that we're not only composed, but we're joyous and, and we're trusting. Yeah, and I love how you, you know, shared a personal story because I feel that people could identify with that. Um, and I love how you said that it, if you weren't practicing or in your spiritual practice or doing the course lessons, which is what you're doing, um, yeah, you would have really spun out of control, you know, yeah. and it's not, and it's not worth it when you could still keep your peace in some way. I'm sure it's still hard, but there's there's something within that just it's not it's not like how it would be if you yeah. weren't you know, going straight into the fear. And I love what you're sharing about the workbook because that doesn't come up a lot. I mean, the, the lessons that doesn't come up a lot in this channel. And I feel that maybe your spirit is coming through right now to help our viewers to to do the to do the lessons in the Course of Miracles. Um, and my question is how how do you do them and what extra instructions may you have? Um, so of course students or new new students, um, the Course of Miracles has 365 lessons of where they undo the ego in your mind. So just to kind of recap that, but share with us, Emily, how, how you do the lessons and maybe any tips you may have for anybody that's watching. Okay. Well, I do the lessons every day. Robert is my practice partner. And so we typically meet, he's in England. So we meet every day, every weekday about them. And it's five o'clock in the morning, my time, 10 o'clock in the morning, his time. We wow. get together. Yeah. We get together on Zoom or Skype and I read the lesson and he'll give some insight and feedback on um, his takeaways from it. And then we literally just go through the day practicing as instructed in the lesson. And that's one thing that you're right is not talked about as much as it should be in the course community, because it tells you within the lesson exactly how to practice it, whether you do, and some of the lessons are more demanding than others, but we're in lessons now that ask you to practice literally five minutes every hour. So every hour on the hour, we're coming back to the lesson and we have a little chart, a tip that I would share is that we have a chart on Google Docs where we're both able to access it. And the chart is just, I did my lesson at this time. And it's simple, it's just our initials, we did it, and that's that. I love that. Yeah, love that. it's really cool. But the accountability involved in that is just really motivating. But the inherent motivator should be that this is, the course says that you can't accomplish the goal of the course unless you do the practice of the workbook. And so if we want to be true course students, we should do what the course asks us to do. And so what I have learned is that 
you will see the shifts that you want to see if you put in the work that the course asks you to do. And so, um, as I said before, there are meditations in the workbook that ask you to sit for 15 minutes and wait for an answer. And it has been my experience that those answers come. And so I think that our ability to hear guidance is very muscular in the sense that the more we work at it, the stronger that muscle gets. And so for anyone who's just thinking, I really want to benefit from, from the course and the path and really take this seriously, I would definitely encourage you to start with the workbook and just simply do what it asks you to do. Yeah, I love that. And it's all about practicing and practicality on this channel. So um, I think you really hit, hit, it, hit it on the ball. Is that the, the expression, hit it on the ball? Or hit it on the park. Hit it on the park. That's so good, but it's something like that. Um, and I just love that because, yeah, in the, in the workbook lessons, it's, um, it's 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 a perfect practice. It's like you can't get any more into the practice of doing that. And most people do the workbook by themselves. And I love that you have a partner to do it with, especially of course somebody with somebody like Robert. But um, I think it's great to kind of motivate people to find someone to do the lessons with. And in that Google Doc. Um, suggestion is great emily thank you so much it's very helpful You're welcome and I, and I hope this isn't too promotional but we have a whole community called course companions and it's at coursecompanions.com and we go through the the text and the workbook together as a group wonderful yeah tell us more about that yeah so robert uh, god bless him writes commentary for every workbook lesson and every section in all 31 chapters of the text. And so it is a lonely path, right? If you're just trying to approach this doorstopper of a book by yourself. And so you need a community and you need a teacher who understands what the book says. And so in Course Companions, you get an email every single morning that is Robert's commentary on that lesson or that section. We do weekly classes with Robert and I every week. And so, yeah, it's just a fun, it makes the course more fun than it probably would be otherwise. But more than that, it breaks the material down in a way that makes it easier to understand and easier to embed. That's wonderful. I'm, gonna, I'm going to um, definitely put that link on the, on the description of this video. Um, because I think that that's a beautiful tool that will help um, yeah. other course students companions. of the course. Coursecompanions.com. Perfect. All right. So we have, let's see here, we have seven minutes. Seven minutes to, to, kind so of, <laughs> to share a little bit more. Um, let's go ahead and talk about um, the new version of the course. And um, I know from what I know, I've been gifted it like three times. So I think the Holy oh, Spirit is telling me, yeah, I've been given it like three times. And I kept one copy and I've given the other ones away. But I think it was kind of like Spirit saying, hey, you know, I think that you need to read this. Um, so the question is, why, how is it, well, I know how it's different. It basically has things that were left out, right? Edited out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, for, for those of you who are watching that maybe haven't seen it, mine's not, mine's kind of old, but it's, um, this just came out last year. It's, it's a purple cover and it is from the Circle of Atonement and Robert and his team, as I mentioned before, went back to Helen Schuckman's original notes and edited a new version of the course from scratch. And what we discovered from the notes to this version is that there's 45,000 words of restored text. 
Robert has been studying and teaching the course since the 80s. I think he's he's just celebrated his 32nd year as a course teacher. So wow. he's I know he he's just deeply embedded in the wisdom of this book and I'm I marvel at some of the things that he says each day and his ability to tie you can mention some random quote and he'll tell you exactly where it is either in the workbook or the text it's it's um it's a it's a true talent and it it's a testament really to the the amount of time that he spent with his nose in this book and so you have robert's um really care like true care in in crafting this edition there are 33 cameo essays in the back that show you how to apply course teachings to everyday life and there's footnotes throughout that explain difficult passages and also there's a lot of biblical references within the course that maybe you wouldn't pick up on otherwise um but this complete and annotated edition of the course tells you where to find those in the bible it also explains um, some of like there's a more Freud discussion, for example, in the new version. And so it gives you footnotes that explain some of the concepts that maybe we're not so familiar with otherwise. So it's just a, a more comprehensive version of A Course in Miracles. And it's just our students who have been reading it have just said that this book has transformed their experience of the course in general. And so we're really excited to hear that. Mm -hmm. Emily, you're making me want to read it, and that's a big deal because I don't like reading. <laughs> <laughs> Go through course companions because then you'll get a buddy. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've of course written, you know, read the blue version back and forth and left and right because you know it's what I grew up with um, for the past 25 years. But um, but this one, it's like what you're saying. It sounds, especially the essays, sound very intriguing as well as the practices that you say there's in the back um, some sort of supplement to help you practice was that it yeah well there's there's um 33 cameo essays that robert wrote just about that so there's all sorts of things in the course proper that are that are present in the fip but there's a backstory there that wasn't always told and so robert has pulled that out and just written some beautiful essays about how we can take these teachings and apply them to our everyday life. And a lot of them relate to specific stories about Helen and Bill and how they practice the course and what it meant to them. And Maria, if you just, it will indulge me for one second. I want to tell you um, that it is through one of the, I grew up on the FIP version as well. And I, and I have, I hold a, a dear place in my heart for it. Um, I'm so grateful to the foundation and to Ken and Judy and Bill and, and Helen and 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 I know um, that that uh, that we owe them so such a, a debt of gratitude. But we've always those of us who've grown up in core circles have always viewed a miracle as a shift in perception from fear to love. And that is the definition of a miracle, but it's a secondary definition. If you go back to Helen's notes, a miracle is more often described as a um, expression of love that has a healing effect on other people. And their gratitude and their healing in turn heals you. So if we're just sitting with our own shifts in perception and we need those, we have to have them, but that's a very solitary thing. And what what we learn from the expanded restored text is that 
the miracle, what we, if, if we are going to study a book called A Course in Miracles, we have to know what a miracle is. And so the more we see a miracle as being interpersonal, the more we be understand how behavioral this path is and how interpersonal it really is. And that's just not, that just did not come through in the previous versions. And so I'm sort of out there raving the flag of like, this, this behavior, we are in the world, get involved in it and love one another through, um, by expressing miracles. And, and in order to express miracles we, miracles, we have to understand what they are. Yeah, and that's pretty radical to say because yeah, Ken always says that it's not about the behavior, it's about the change of mind. So it's like completely opposite of what you're saying, but mm -hmm. that's okay. I don't, I don't take, I don't take any sides. Um, but I, I find, I find it fascinating. Um, you know, everyone has their path, and and everyone has what's helped them. You know, so if this is resonating with you, and it's exciting you, and it's exciting other course students to go this path of this book. Listen, it's all, it's, it's all about the healing. You know. It's totally all about the healing, but it's also about the words. So it's it, when you really go back to the words of what was in Helen's notebooks and what is in the course now from Helen's notebooks, right? This is straight from her notebooks. Then what you come to see is, for example, the very first line in the course that we always thought was, um, there is no order of difficulty in miracles the very first line in the notebooks is you will see miracles through your hands through me. So what that means is you, you will perform miracles through your hands through me, Jesus. So it's behavioral. The very first line is behavioral. And so if you just look at the words, there really is no argument. How could you think otherwise? That's wonderful. Well, thank you. <laughs> So, so much, Emily. I think this has been so helpful for everyone. Oh my goodness, the timer went off. We're right on time, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, um, I think this is gonna be very helpful. It's so beautiful. I love how these interviews come out because sometimes things come out that have never even been shared before. We haven't talked about the workbook um, on this channel yet, um, which is interesting because I'm all about practicality and that's never come up, as well as um, you know the Circle of Atonement and, and the new book. So. I'm I'm excited about this new beginning for you and what's to come because I feel that when you're really like entrenched and in and in this community, I feel like you just you just ascend and accelerate so much quicker. So I'm excited for you. And um Thank you. And you can tell I'm like overly maybe overly passionate about, <laughs> about Oh no, it's wonderful. It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. You know, everybody has their purpose and um, yeah, I just love your sharing and thank you for being here. I'll definitely put the information on the comments below. And I always like to close with asking my guests, how do you live your happy, Emily? I, I live my happy through my practice. It's the thing that makes me extraordinarily happy and it's the thing that enables me to live in the world effectively. So yeah, it's all right there in the book. Yeah. Of course, the miracle says happiness is our inheritance and happiness is our function. And that's the real. That's for real, for real. All right, everyone. If you liked this video, please share it. Um, Emily and I are out to, as I said, create the good, the holy, and the beautiful. And if this video excited you in any way, <laughs> I invite you to subscribe. Um, you can get Emily's book on Amazon as well as, I'm sure, other bookstores with, with the number. And um, 
Live Your Happy. You can get it on Amazon as well as any bookstore. So um, if, this mess if this message was helpful in any way or you guys saw something for yourselves, I invite you to share with your friends and family because we're all in this together. As I declare, may it be God's will. Amen. Bye-bye. Amen. Bye. Thank you. All right. Just give me one second.